session. Hello and welcome back to the Toku Talk Radio. I'm Luke. And I'm Hannah. Today we're going to be starting our Ava series with our first episode being on the show Neon Genesis Evangelion. It's a show mainly helmed by Hideki Anno, who was the writer of the last episode we did, Shin Ultraman. What we'll do is we'll read the synopsis of each episode and talk about each episode individually until we get to the end of the series. Oh. You know what I forgot to write down? What? The alternate episode titles. Those are written down on the things. Are they? An unfamiliar ceiling. The beast. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Never mind. We're good. Uh, (laughs) Look at that. Wow. So, episode one, the pilot episode. Apostle Approach, or alternate title, Angel Attack. The year is 2015, 15 years after the first disastrous contact with the mysterious beings known as angels resulted in the global cataclysm referred to as the Second Impact which wiped out half of the human race. No good. To defend humanity against future angel attacks, the United Nations established the Nerve Organization in Tokyo 3 to develop giant biomechanical mecha known as Evangelions. The the big robots. They're very cool. (laughs) Uh, Now the angels have finally returned, and the untested Evangelions can only be piloted by specially selected 14-year-olds. They don't need to be 14. They're just... They're... Just, How do you know that? <laughs> all right. You know what? It's fine. Uh, Shinji Akari, estranged son of the director of Nerve, Commander Gendo Akari, arrives in Tokyo 3 and is brought to pilot Evangelion <laughs> Unit 1 to fight the angel, Sechio, which is attacking the city. Also, I would like to point out uh, apologies for any mispronunciations, specifically of the angel names, as they are all pretty crazy. Yeah, so that's episode one. Uh, what do you have to say about yeah. it? Well, I thought that it was a perfect intro to it, and it kind of, like, encapsulated what the show was about. Oh, yeah. I thought that was that was great. And then there was one specific shot of it that I really liked. The shot where, like, Gendo's just, like, standing real high, and then Shinji's <laughs> just sitting there. It's yeah. kind of, like, reflectant of their relationship, as Shinji's perspective of Gendo is this unreachable being that just judges him. Brilliant, yeah. What about you? The character introductions are all very well done. Like you said, Gendo, you touched on that. Is that's that's the first time we see him? Well, not true. That's the first time we really know what his character is. We see him at the beginning of the episode. Misato's introduction is great, for the most part. Uh, Shinji has a <laughs> a picture it's really that she sent him. And, uh, it's it's weird, but whatever. Why would you send that to a fourteen year old kid? <laughs> yeah, it's like, hey, this is who is picking you up, by the way. But yeah, anyway, it's yeah. fine. Yeah, uh, otherwise it's pretty good, you know. The first time we see an angel is really cool. The the angel that shows up in this episode, Seichio, is very weird looking. But the thing is, this is so this is the first angel we see, and it looks very much like it's different, but you can kind of see where it's coming from from a more traditional big monster attack yeah. kind of thing. Like you can still tell like the humanoid fe- yeah. features of it. Like you could imagine that being a dude in a suit destroying yeah. a miniature city, which is pretty epic. The animation in the show is fantastic, I will mm-hmm. say that. So, Shiro Sagisu, who also did the music for Shin Ultraman and other works by Hideaki Anno, has done the music for the entire Evangelion franchise mm-hmm. in TV and movies. Uh, at the end of the episode, when Shinji finally gets in the robot, it takes off when they launch it, and it's playing a very heroic Superman-sounding theme, yeah. and it's very off-putting. Because the events are not. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's like, yeah, basically, humanity's gonna die if you don't get in this robot, so maybe you should go up there. And he doesn't want to because, you know, he hates his dad and all that stuff. It's great. 
then they bring up it's Ray. Great. <laughs> yeah, the, <laughs> they bring up Ray and she's hurt and then all that stuff is going on. When Shinji does get it, he's absolutely terrified of what's going on. And yeah. the thing is, while the music is playing, it goes to Shinji's face in it and he's just, mm. he's mortified about what's about to happen. And it's, yeah, lots of the score is very off-putting. Yeah. And very well done. Different ways. tone yeah. to what's happening. Yeah. It's done very interestingly. What would you rate that episode? Out of five stars, I would also give it five stars. Yeah. I think same. it deserves it. It's an amazing pilot and introduction to the characters and the world building done in like the first scene is incredible. And then throughout yeah. it. And the thing about these episodes is they're so condensed. Most of them. Uh, there's a couple episodes that yeah. are very simple to talk about. But most of them are so dense with how much information and yeah. characterization and world building is done in all of them. It's It makes it so difficult to take <laughs> down notes while watching because... You have to pause it every time you have a single thought. Yeah, it's crazy. Anyway, yeah. What would you give it? Yeah, I I also give it a fave. Five. (laughs) A fave? (laughs) It's a good episode. Uh, Five. (laughs) Okay. I'd also give it a five star instead of five. Yeah. Now, episode two. An unfamiliar ceiling, or the alternate title, The Beast. Shinji wakes up in the hospital with no memory of the fight against the angel the night before. His father wants nothing to do with him, so Nerve's head of operations, the young and attractive Misato Katsuragi. <laughs> attractive, sorry. <laughs> becomes his legal guardian. Setting into life in Misato's apartment, he eventually recalls the furious battle. Nice. Yeah. It's what, weird that it says yeah. attractive. <laughs> it is kind of weird. Because Shinji does not think that of her at all. No. And th- they make a very clear point in this episode. <laughs> That he does not think that. Yeah. To the point where it's like, he's just uncomfortable sometimes on screen. Yeah. And here's the thing about the show. Specifically in the first half, there's scenes every now and then that are kind of fan service Yeah. And most of them are weird, but also some of them aren't done to be fan service, to, but to poke holes and criticize fan service in general. tropes. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes it's it's done well, but sometimes I can't tell whether they're like, haha, this is funny, or if they're like, this is not good, which I yeah. think is kind of a problem. But it's it's while it may be happening, it feels like it's a, a lot. But in the grand scheme of things, it's a very small part of the show where it doesn't affect your viewing experience. Yeah. Yeah. But it is weird sometimes. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> a really good part of it is when they are telling Shinji where his apartment will be in like the compound where there's yeah. all the empty rooms and he's like, Alright, cool, that's I'm good with that and then Misato's mm-hmm. like, That's not okay that this kid will be living on his own. So I gotta look after him. And Shinji's reluctant towards it. He's like, Nah, I, I'm okay to stay. You know, I like being alone. Yeah. But she kind of pushes him and her out of their comfort zones mm-hmm. to live together so that she can make sure that he'll be okay and when they get to misato's apartment she tells shinji that it's it's his home now welcome home you know yeah. and he goes well, i've never really had that before and then steps through the door that was pretty cool i like that yeah wholesome it was a good scene there's also a really cool part mixed in with lots of funny stuff but she tells him to take a bath because you know just wash yeah. your troubles away you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. but he and he says but i i tend to remember all the bad stuff when i'm in the bath yeah what else do you have to say about it? Well, when it was like recounting the battle of it. Oh, yeah. I thought that the Avas move not how you would expect a big mecha robot to move. Yeah. Because they move very like fast. And so they like don't feel like they reflect their size. And I feel like that's a really cool aspect of it. Yeah. Something else is really cool is how much mystery they've already put on the Avas. 
Yeah. In well, the first this, episode too, because you're like, "What is that's a big robot? That's interesting." Mm-hmm. And then they kind of like tease it as something else, but not really. And then in the second episode, we see it screaming, like screaming, going full on berserk, and we get to see that entire yeah process. And so you're like, "Oh, okay, this might not just be a big robot." Yeah, but the scene <laughs> where where he remembers the fight is incredible. He's like sitting on his bed, really quietly, you know, laying. And like flashes until it goes into the full on flashback as he remembers. Mm-hmm. And then it, as soon as it's done, it ends and then he curls up slightly. Also, when Unit One grabs Sechiel's arm mm-hmm. and crushes it and like it breaks and goes all limp. Yeah. Oh boy. <laughs> I also uh, love the shot that's in this episode where like the cranial injury, right? And the, oh, the blood yeah. pouring from each side. Yeah. That that's was crazy. a really cool shot. Yeah. This show has amazing cinematography. Yeah. Also, the show has an amazing character introduced in this episode. Uh, back to the bathtub part. We get a penguin called Pen Pen, and he is the best. He's the single greatest <laughs> character in all of Evangelion. I love it when Shinji's about to get into the bath. He's like, what is that, a penguin? And then it shakes its towel <laughs> and everything. And she's like, why is there a penguin in this apartment? And she's like, oh, that's my roommate. It's fine. <laughs> Oh, Pen Pen's the best. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, moving on to episode three. What, we, what would you rate this oh, episode? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I remember that. I would give episode two also five stars. Yeah. What would you give it? I'd give it a five. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Sweet. <laughs> Solely because of the the fight scene. Yeah, it's incredible. All right. Episode three. The phone that never rings. Or alternate title, a transfer. Shinji begins school at Tokyo 3 and meets classmates Toji, Kensuke, and Hikari. Toji is angry with Shinji because his sister was badly injured in Shinji's first fight against the angel Sechio. Another angel, Shamshell, appears and Shinji must defeat it. Shinji is pushed to his mental limit during the battle, going berserk during the last seconds, engaging the angel in close combat and savagely disabling it. Afterwards, he is traumatized by the emotions he experienced during the battle. What do you got to say about this episode? I think it's interesting that later on in the show, they explain going berserk as, like, something that doesn't ever happen. And then in this, it happens, like, an episode in a row. So it, it doesn't feel like something that shouldn't be happening. But then still, it feels very, like, I mean, eerie it, in a way. Maybe you know one doesn't go berserk. That was a weird wording of the well, thing. Well, it, like, reactivates. Shinji goes berserk. Like, Shinji goes crazy. Yeah, I know. But, like, doesn't it do the screeching again? No? No. Uh. No, it's just Shinji screams oh. when Shinji <laughs> drives the, the knife oh, into the, yeah. the S2 drive, that was called. S S2 engine? Yeah. yeah. I think it was really cool having Toji not be a bad guy, not like be a bully throughout the entire show. But the first time we really see him is he beats up Shinji because his sister got hurt and he have a fight. Yeah. Which is really cool to see their interactions develop throughout the show, yeah. you know, as they go on. Yeah. Can we just talk about how easy it was for Toji and Kensuke to leave their school during a lockdown? Yeah. They were just like, just okay, like, let's go to the bathroom leave. and then no like supervisor or anything. Shinji's... Speaking of Shinji screaming, his scream is so chilling. And that scene was so hard to watch when he's yeah. like crying after it. And Toji and Kensuke are in the Ava with him. Yeah. And that silhouette is crazy. Yeah. That was cool. It's a beautiful shot. Beautiful shot. Yeah. I think for rating, I'd give it a four out of five. At this point, I would still give it a five out of five. Yeah. It sucks that with all Shinji's dealing with, he still needs to go to school. And they're yeah. like, uh, this is just the way it is. So deal with it. Episode four, rain and after running away or hedgehog's dilemma, which I prefer hedgehog's dilemma is the title of it. 
I think it's a cooler title. It is cooler. Yeah. Also, something to say about the alternate titles is they are intentionally different. Yeah. Right? They're not just different translations because they can, but Hideaki Anno actually said, like, he did make separate titles for them on purpose. Yeah. So it's pretty cool. That's anyway. cool. Overstressed from being made an Evangelion pilot, from the events of the previous episode and arguing, ar- arguing with Misato, Shinji runs away from home. Shinji is soon recaptured by Nerve, but he quits being a pilot. However, at the last minute, Shinji does not board his train to leave Tokyo 3 and decides to stay. So something Ano does is he has a lot of shots that hold for a very long time in this show. Yeah. And some people are like, oh, it's because it's low budget. No, it's very... Intentional. Intentionally shot. Yeah. After Nerve captures Shinji, he leaves to go on the train, and then Toji asks him to hit him after, Mm -hmm. because he can't live with himself if he doesn't, because he hit Shinji first, and now he didn't really understand what was going on. And I think that was a really good moment for their relationship. Yeah. And then Shinji breaking down after he hits him, and then he's like, I'm the one who should still be hit, because I'm worthless kind of thing. (sighs) It's good stuff. All right, so here's the big scene. Shinji's panic attack is phenomenal so what happens is he runs away and as he's running he's getting overwhelmed by all the sound around him and then all the sound is getting like so loud and random sounds are turning up and then turning down at random and it's going crazy like the color is going all over the place Mm -hmm. and then it just cuts all sound and filters to just shinji running silently yeah it's a good scene that's a great scene what do you have to say about it that's exactly what i was going to talk about (laughs) that running away scene it's just done perfectly it is yeah Another good scene in that episode is also Misato when she shows up to see Shinji before he leaves. But then the train yeah. goes and she's like, oh, I missed him. And it goes on for a bit after the train leaves of her looking very disappointed and sad. And then as the train leaves, we actually see Shinji standing behind her yeah. where he would have got on the train. And then they kind of just stand there for a second until Misato turns around and notices him. And then Shinji looks up and notices her. Yeah. And then they both kind of like smile at each other. Yeah. What would you give this episode? Wait, no, I think he says, I'm home. And then she says, welcome home. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'd give this episode a five. Easily. All right, I want to say I haven't, I didn't give every episode of this show a five out of five just because I like the show. Okay, I was very intentional <laughs> with my you ratings. Sure about that? Yes, <laughs> but we have got to four episodes that I haven't given a single one, not five, okay? But there will be some that I haven't given five, so don't give up on me. <laughs> All right, episode four. Five. All right. Episode five, Ray Beyond the Heart, or Ray One. Evangelion Unit Zero is finally repaired after it went berserk during the experiment it was in prior to the events of the first episode. Shinji tries to get to know the pilot of Unit Zero, Ray Ayanami, better, but finds that she is incredibly unsociable, has no friends, and all records of her past have been erased. A new and powerful angel arrives. Ramiel, a floating metal diamond with a powerful particle beam blast, which nearly kills Shinji in Unit Zero One. All right, what do you have to say about Ramiel, my beloved? Ramiel is amazing. Oh, yeah. Ramiel's <laughs> He's the He's so best. menacing. Just a big floating Just diamond. <laughs> floating box. The best. Yeah, I think he's actually, like, the first angel to, like, inflict a lot of damage. Because he, like, almost got to Terminal Dogma. He was drilling in. Or is that the next episode that he starts attacking? Ramiel breaches the, the geofront. Because he gets really deep into the geofront. But Terminal Dogma is under Nerve HQ. Oh, yeah, no, I guess. Yeah. But he, he gets, like, close <laughs> in a way. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, well, I remembered no, he just, it he differently, just, he okay? He just breaks through the I city. I remembered it differently. So that, like, in the big dome area, you can see that he's made a hole. Okay. Like, at the top I of the I remembered it completely differently. Oh, okay. I remember the, like... There is one that gets there almost, but that's a different episode. Anyway. There's one that actually gets there. 
Okay, anyway. <laughs> We're oh, talking boy. about the end of the show at the <clears> beginning. <throat> yeah, I don't really... What are your thoughts about this episode? Because I remember it wrong, I guess. <laughs> uh, so... Here's what I said. I said Ray is very mysterious at this point, and right now they're playing on that, as in just keeping her mysterious. But we're kind of seeing more of her personal side. I think the setup for the big battle, which is what this episode is, is the setup yeah. for the battle, which is next episode, is done very well. You know, building the excitement to see the climax, and then it yeah. ends. So keeping us wanting to see the next one. What would you rate this episode? Uh, I give it a four. I would also give it a four. Episode six. Decisive battle in Tokyo 3 or Ray 2. The angel Ramiel is boring down through the upper layers of Tokyo 3 to reach nerve headquarters in the geofront below. Possessing a strong beam attack and the strongest AT field ever observed, a direct assault by an Evangelion would meet with failure. A plan, Operation Yoshima, is devised in which Shinji in Unit 1 will use an advanced prototype positron rifle to shoot Ramiel from outside its target zone, which must use the entire electrical output of Japan in order to operate. Yeah, what are your thoughts on this episode? I think Ramiel drilling into the city is terrifying because we haven't seen that before. We've just seen angels existing yeah. and then been taken down. So the final battle is very cool because it's basically all one shot. I don't mean like one shot, like a, a long yeah. shot in a movie or something. Like one shot as in Shinji fires... One rifle shot. Yeah. Which misses and then he fires another one. But yeah. that's basically all it is, is when he fires that final shot, it kills Ramiel very quickly. Sniper. Yeah. But it's played to be so grand and epic that it feels like it's deserving of an actual big battle. Yeah. Which is great. The scene where Shinji gets Rei out of her pod, which mirrors the scene where Gendo saves Rei yeah. out of her pod from the Unit Zero activation test. Mm-hmm. That was pretty cool. That was. Yeah. I think that um, Rei explains every, like, Ava pilot's reason for piloting the Ava in this episode. She says that it's her link to people. And I think it's true for the other pilots as well. Like, with Shinji, that's his link to his dad and Katsuragi and his link to getting praise from praise from praise from people. And then later with Asuka, it's her link to people as well. It's it's her link to proving herself to people. So in some way, shape, or form, they pilot for some sort of connection, whether it be self-praise or other praises, but relating to other people yeah. as well. What would you give this episode? I'd give it a five. I'd also give it a five. Ramo's too beautiful. <laughs> so episode seven, A Human Work, or alternate title, A Human Work. All right, interesting. Uh, <laughs> Dr. Ritsuko Akagi, NERV's chief scientist, explains to Shinji more of the classified real nature of the second impact, the angels and the mission of the Evangelians to defeat them. A rival organization of NERV builds a prototype giant robot, Jet Alone. Meant as an alternative to the Evangelians, which this new robot line will supersede, unlike the Evangelion units, which rely on external or limited battery power, the jet alone has an onboard nuclear reactor and can thus function indefinitely without external power. However, during the first public test of jet alone, it goes out of control and starts marching towards a nearby city with its reactor building to a meltdown. Shinji keeps the robot at bay in his Evangelion while Misato gets inside and shuts down the reactor. Okay, so this episode uh, is pretty good. You know, I like it. I saw the beginning scene and the ending scene, and I think I fell asleep for 
basically the entirety of this episode. <laughs> I, I saw the scene where it was Shinji and Misato in the apartment mm-hmm. where it's him kind of unhappy with how messy she is and whatnot. Yeah. And then it goes to another scene of basically the same scene, but she's all dressed up and ready to go. And he's like, what? What's yeah. going on now? And she's like, I'm, I'm leaving now. Uh, and then the ending scene, which is going back to the first scene, basically, where she's all messy and everything. Yeah. Uh, but this is after Shinji, which I think is this, I, this is after a really cool scene that I like uh, with Shinji walking with Toji and Kensuke. They're like, oh, it's great that you get to live with her and whatnot. He's like, ah, it's not that good because she's actually kind of messy and it's not presentable or whatever. And they're like, yeah. oh, that's not, that's, that's cool. He's like, what? And like, because that's, that means your family because she's showing a side to you that she didn't show to other people. Yeah. And he's like, oh, okay. That was a pretty nice scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, but other than that, I don't remember anything else in this episode. <laughs> I must have fallen asleep. Because I and I heard people talk about Jet Alone. And I was like, what the heck are these guys talking about? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but yeah, that's Jet Alone, I guess. Yeah. He's pretty cool. I think a, a cool aspect of this, um, how Jet Alone doesn't have like a pilot. Yeah. So then, like, later with the Ava dummy systems, which don't really have a pilot, it's but like... But do they? But do they? Like, Ava without pilot went really... Really good, terribly. Really, really amazing in both cases. <laughs> it was yeah. a really good plan, and maybe there should be pilots in these things. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but it was cool, because they were like, using nuclear energy to do this is bad. And then they got the people's counter argument was, well, it's better than emotionally traumatizing kids. Yeah. And I'm like, well, well you know, not a bad argument. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what would you give this episode? I gave it a five. Nice. I gave it a four. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Episode eight. What we got? Okay. Episode eight. Yep. Uh. Oh, it's this episode, Asuka's Arrival in Japan, or the alternate title, Asuka Strikes. Nice. Misato brings Shinji and his friends Toji and Kensuke on a flight to the United States Carrier Battle Group, which is transporting Evangelion Unit 2 and its fiery German pilot, Asuka Langley Saryu, to Japan. Escorting Asuka to Japan is Misato's old flame, Roji Kaji. In the middle of some awkward instructions and reunions, a massive aquatic angel, Gajil, begins attacking the fleet, and Asuka determines that she will fight it using Unit 2 by playing hopscotch. Unfortunately for both, due to their unfriendly meeting, she takes Shinji with her. The angel drags Unit 2 underwater, and Misato devises a plan to kill it by lodging two sunken battleships in its mouth and then firing all weapons into it. The angel is killed, and it is revealed that both Shinji and Asuka broke their synchronization records. Kaji is seen delivering Adam to Gendo, and Asuka transfers to Shinji's class. All right. Uh, Asuka's introduction is weird. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like she should have been smarter than to wear a dress on a boat where there's a lot of wind. Yeah. (laughs) It's weird. Toji, like, drops his pants. Yeah. <laughs> it is like, ah, oh, this is so funny, you know, comedy. It's like, oh, it's not really funny. But what is kind of funny is like, <laughs> there's lots of cut to black and then slapping sounds, and then he's got yeah. like a red mark on his face. But Shinji's got a red mark on his face too. <laughs> he, did she, she, he was just standing there, and she just like, you know, I'll slap you too. I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Asuka slapped Shinji a many, lot. Many, many, many <laughs> times. Uh, yeah. 
Asuka is actually characterized very well, though. Yeah. It's very clear that she is hot-headed, and because of that, probably very self-conscious. Yeah. And all over the place, mentally, which she is. Yeah. Very well done. Kaji is also introduced in this episode, yeah. and he is not a nice dude at times. No. But then it's kind of cool at times. But then he's not. But then he's not at other times. nice again. And then he's not. And then he's nice. And, and he's yeah, all over the place. No, he's... Which I'm not saying is bad. It's <laughs> Then he's got his the melons. He's, he does have his <laughs> melons. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so AV Unit 2 being revealed for the fight, yeah. wearing like a cloak. So epic. It's so epic. But they say that the Avas can't go underwater, so this is going to be a difficult thing to fight, right? Mm-hmm. But then the Ava just goes underwater. Like it's nothing. And then they don't talk about <laughs> it. They're like, no, it's cool. It's like, all right. It's like, okay, okay. Yeah, it's fine. I feel like this thing should be malfunctioning. <laughs> they can't go underwater, but no. Nope. Yeah. Oh, well. I think at this point is when you really start to feel that the show is feeling like a monster of the week kind of show. Oh, yeah. Which it kind of is at times, but it's in this middle batch of episodes that... It feels a lot You really more feel like that. that. Yeah. What do you have to say about it? I love how when... Kaji makes a really special comment about uh, his oh, yeah. past arrangement with Misato. How everyone's like super distraught, but then moves on. Except Kensuke and Toyo are just like still like terrified. Yeah. Like you can see them in the back of the frame, and they're just they're still they're even like, like even though we're talking about other stuff, they're still like their mouths are like all over the place. Yeah, they're like yeah, it's terrified. That's <laughs> pretty funny. Yeah. For yeah. for a rating, what would you give it? I rated it a. 3.5 out of 5. 3.5? Um, I'm sorry. I think it's a good enough episode. But a 4 to me is like, that's good, right? Like, that was a really good episode. Mm-hmm. You know? And then a 5 is like, that was incredible. So I feel like a 4 would be like, ah. Uh, <laughs> You're making it, me rethink my rating. No, no, no. <laughs> you, you stick to what you put down. It's okay. I'm not trying to convince you. I'm just trying to explain why so I don't feel bad about it. But I am going to stick with the 3.5. I, I gave it a four. Yeah. I'll give it a 3.9. There, 3. <laughs> there 9. I feel better about it now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Episode nine, moment and heart together. Or alternate title being, both of you dance like you want to win. Asuka moves into Shinji and Misato's apartment where he and Misato live. As Asuka adjusts to Japan, the Angel's Rifle <laughs> attacks. After apparently being defeated, the Angel splits in two identical copies and defeats both units one and two. In desperation, the UN takes the drastic step of dropping an N2 bomb on the Angel, temporarily disabling it and giving Nerve six days to find a way to defeat it. They determine that both parts of the Angel must be defeated perfectly simultaneously. So, Misato puts Shinji and Asuka in a training regimen, which has them spending as much time together as possible in order to synchronize their actions, pull off a coordinated dual attack set to a timed dance routine, which is pretty cool. Asuka and Shinji do not take well to such close conditions, however, and the training is deemed a failure. Nevertheless, Shinji and Asuka are able to pull off the routine almost flawlessly, destroying the angel. So, Asuka fails to train with Shinji. So then Misato gets Ray to train with Shinji, and they trade perfectly <laughs> synchronized, which makes Asuka get jealous and mad because she needs to be the one who's able to do everything perfectly. Yeah. Which Misato knows, so that's why she did it, so that Asuka could get motivation to actually put in the work. Because of this, we get a very awesome fight sequence where they're working together perfectly, all in sync, doing the same actions. 
yeah. to an amazing piano song. The scene where Shinji's like listening to music and then Asuka opens the door and then he just stops. Like he flops down like he's asleep. I related oh, yeah. to that so much. <laughs> yeah. Like, when I was a little kid, you have her DS in your room or something, and then your mom would open the door. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, I'm asleep. No, shh, I'm asleep. <laughs> yeah, classic. Yeah. Yeah. And I thought the attack sequence with the countdown, I loved that suspense. It was epic. It was, it yeah. was epic. Uh, I liked Shinji and Asuka after the fight is over, and they biff the last move. Asuka and Shinji are arguing with each other, and, like yelling. Yeah. And Futsuki's who's uh, Gendo's right-hand man, is annoyed at them and be like, oh, these kids are arguing like kids. It's embarrassing us. It's like they're kids. Like, yeah. <laughs> it just goes to show that they're, even though they're kids, yeah. they're not, they're expected to act like adults. like adults and it's traumatizing for all of them. Yeah. Classic. Traumatization. Classic trauma. All right, you can read this next episode. Okay. Oh, wait, what would you give that episode? Oh, I gave it a five. Nice. I also gave it a five. Oh, this episode... Yeah. Magma Diver, or the alternate episode title. Magma Diver. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, you, you're missing something. The first has Magma Space Diver. The second oh. is Magma No Space Diver. There's a difference there? Yep. <laughs> okay. The Evangelion pilots, save for Ray, are excited about their upcoming class trip to Okinawa Island. But they are upset to learn that they cannot leave Tokyo 3, since they have to be on a standby in case of an angel attack. A dormant angel... Um, Sandalophon Sandalophon is discovered in an embryonic stage nesting deep in the magma of an active volcano and in hopes of gaining greater insight into the angels Asuka is sent to capture it by lowering Unit 2 into the magma while it wears a special giant coolant suit for protection however the angel soon awakes and advances beyond its embryonic state forcing Asuka to battle Sandalophon (laughs) <laughs> while deep <laughs> while deep beneath the surface of the magma. Yeah. Do, do you want to talk about how you feel about this episode? Sure. So they're they're bringing up like thermodynamics at the beginning of this episode. Oh. <laughs> and like you know things are heated and they expand and everything, and like it just there's lots of weird conversation about that. Whatever. Uh. Um. Yeah. That's all you have to say about it. <laughs> <laughs> no. They're at the pool, and, like, Asuka's trying to get Shinji's attention, and, like, Shinji looks over and sees Ray alone, and Asuka's like, no, I'm doing this over here, Shinji, look. And I'm like, oh, this is just enough of this. Yeah. Uh, so, this episode, one thing is interesting is this is Nerve's first attack on the offensive, right? Oh, yeah. And it ends horribly. <laughs> you know, it does not go to their plan because they went to take it so they could study the the embryo or whatever it was, the yeah. the baby angel. And it, you know, hatches and becomes an angel and attacks everybody. So it's great. <laughs> and Asuka is not wanting to do it because it doesn't look cool. I felt that that fit with her character. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? She wants to be the coolest, the best. Uh, there's also some hot springs scenes. Classic. Yeah. Yeah. Pen pen. So that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't... I'll, I'll talk a little bit, but what, what do you have to think about it? Well, I, I, um, when Asuka's in the magma, like, she has to wear the protective suit, right? Yeah. But then she, like, starts falling, and yeah. then Shinji grabs her. Yeah. I'm like, how is Unit 1 okay? 
It shouldn't be. That's okay. At, like, it wasn't like... It's like the water thing. They're like, you know, you have to wear the suit, otherwise you will be destroyed, and then they just do it anyway, and they're yeah. fine. They're like, oh, maybe we were wrong. Like, how... Yeah. I don't know. I don't, know. I don't think you're supposed to think about it. <laughs> yeah. What would you give this episode? Um, I gave it... I gave it a three. Or five. Yeah. I thought it was entertaining, of course, but I could tell it felt like a filter, filler, filler episode. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was definitely filler. Well, I mean, I mean, there's no real filler in the show. No. Yeah. It just wasn't as eventful as other episodes. Yeah. But because I would be inclined to say filler, other than the fact that it's Nerve's first attack on the offensive and it fails and that's why they don't really do it again, which makes sense. There's no further characterization for Asuka besides what we already knew in the first mm-hmm. or the last two episodes that we got. So I don't know. Yeah. It was an Asuka focused episode with not telling anything new about her. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's lots of weird jokes. <laughs> Those are interesting. Uh, yeah. So I didn't really like this episode that much, so I gave it a 2.5 out of 5. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's fine. I knew you didn't like this episode, but that's more than I thought you didn't like it. <laughs> I mean, I don't hate it, but it's my least favorite easily. Yeah. That's okay, though. All right. Episode 11. This is a good episode. In the still darkness or the day Tokyo 3 stood still. The electrical power in Tokyo 3 is completely cut off as a result of sabotage by parties unknown, trapping most nerve personnel inside, and worse, trapping all three Evangelion pilots outside of the base. A new angel, Matariel, appears and begins to burn its way down to nerve headquarters by using a corrosive acid attack, and everyone inside must struggle to power up the Evangelions. As the pilots try to make their way back into central dogma through a maze of closed corridors and air ducts, the pilots then enter the Avas and go into battle. After traversing more vents and passageways, they come face to face with the Angel. Asuka defends Shinji and Rei from Matariel's corrosive acid, while the other two pilots retrieve Shinji's rifle. Shinji then uses the rifle to destroy the Angel. Alright, what do you have to say about this episode? Well, I think this episode explains Asuka well again, because she, she wanted to be like the person to know everything. Yeah. And even if she doesn't, she still wants to pretend that she is. How the all of the Ava pilots were trying to get back in, she was like, no, I have to be the leader, even though she has no yeah. clue what she's doing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And she sees Ray open, like, the, the guidebook or whatever, and she's like, yeah, well, obviously yeah. we've got to open the guidebook, guys. I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> she's like, why didn't you think of that earlier? Like, I thought of that. Come on. Yeah. 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 And then also, I really love the shot of... Asuka opening the door and then the angel leg. Oh, yeah. That's and cool. it's like switching background to the foreground and then back again. It's really cool, I think. You are correct. It is very, very cool. Uh, what's cool about this episode is that we got the first couple episodes, which were mainly focused on Shinji. Yeah. And then the next couple episodes were giving us a little more information on Rei. Yeah. Shinji's still being a big part of them. And then we had some Asuka episodes. Yeah. Where we're kind of getting to know her character. And now this episode brings them all together, and they're kind of interacting with each other, mm-hmm. which is great. My favorite part of this episode would have to be the scene where they're in the vents, and then they land. Oh, yeah. And Shinji and Asuka just fall and <laughs> just have a terrible landing. They're all over the place <laughs> on the ground. And then Ray just, Ray just like gracefully. gracefully floats down. Yeah. She doesn't float. It's just like a very... She could if she wanted. <laughs> I guess technically, you know. I don't know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> was pretty funny. The yeah. angel goes down very, very quickly. Yeah. Once they get the rifle. But because of its very cool acid, 
that like leaks out of its eye, and not like just like his eyes shoot like laser beams. It's like it's like out of all like the cracks out of his and ducks like of his... yeah, it's like dripping out of everything. It's yeah. crazy. This episode actually, I forgot to mention this earlier, but it is animated by Studio Ghibli. So oh yeah, it was this. That's episode. cool. Yeah, you can kind of tell when you're watching. Oh, it. you can definitely tell. Yeah. If you didn't know, you'd be like, this animation is a little bit different, mm-hmm. but I don't know what it is. Oh, well. But like, if yeah. you knew that it was Studio Ghibli, you'd be like, oh, yeah. Yeah, that's definitely them. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh, episode 12. You don't want to give your rating on Oh, yes, I do. It's a new. <laughs> what would you rate it? I gave it a four. I also gave it a four. It's a solid, solid. episode. Yeah. And yeah, it's pretty good. Okay, episode 12, The Value of Miracles. Or the alternate title, she said, Don't make others suffer for your personal hatred. A massive angel, Sahequil, appears in Earth's orbit, well beyond the reach of the Evangelions, and launching several N2 bombs at it has no effect. The angel appears by dropping small pieces of itself onto Earth below, calibrating its aim once it has zeroed in on Earth. Tokyo 3, the main body of Sahequil, will fall to Earth in a massive kamikaze attack to destroy Tokyo 3. All three Evangelions are deployed at once in a race to reach the angel before it hits. Hold it back by projecting their own AT fields and destroy it. Yeah, this is where, I mean, the last one was too, but it was still like a spider, the last yeah. episode. But this is where it's the angel, angel designs are like, what is going yeah. on? It's like, what like, is... These are weird designs. <laughs> like, it's this big, basically just flat thing with like with eyes on eyeball. it. Eyeball. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's very cool and unique. Yeah. I'm like, how did they come up with that design? It's so yeah. weird. It is so weird. I feel like they just picked, like, random traits out of a hat. They were like, hmm, this guy's <laughs> going to be long and eyeballs. There we go. That's all he is. I don't think this was Evangelion. But I know that something that I can't remember what it is had, like, kids draw random monster designs, and then they turned those monsters into what they did. Was that the Godzilla movie we were watching? Which Godzilla movie? Um. No. You think of the Ultraman episode? Oh yeah, the Ultraman episode. No, no, that was where the kids drawing turned yeah. into a monster. No, that no, no, I meant like the studio <laughs> had like kids submit what they think monsters look like. Oh, and they made them out of. I don't. It was something though. And I can't remember what it is. So it's bugging something me. Whatever. Tokusatsu. But that's kind of what I felt. Yeah. Some of the angels kind of look like, which is pretty cool. Um. Anyway, this is one of the biggest scale fights we've had so far. Yeah. All the fight is is just. It's the build-up to the fight, basically. It's, like, the racing and running and everything, which yeah. is very cool. And then, you know, Shinji catches it, and then they stab it, and it blows up. It's all great. <laughs> yeah. Well, what do you have to yeah. say about it? There's this one shot in it that is, like, the silhouette of the three pilots, mm-hmm. and then their Ava's behind them as they're, like, going to get into their Ava's. That shot is, like, really cool. It's very cool. Yeah. I love seeing the, the three of them together. Yeah. It's epic. Right. They're, like, in sync. It's, it's cool to see. It is very cool. What would you rate this episode? I gave it a four. I also gave it a four. Nice. <laughs> Look who's go. also in sync. Oh, oh, it's, <laughs> it's pretty good. Right. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. It's a good episode. All right. Episode 13, An Angel's Invasion, or the alternate title, uh, Lilliputian Hitcher. The pilots are undergoing a synchronization test directed by Ritsuko deep within Nerve headquarters when a new angel, Iriel, appears within the base itself. Being initially mistaken for corrosion, this angel is actually a collection of millions of microscopic organisms, so there you go, uh, which interact to create a living biological computer circuit 
The angel infects Nerve's computer network and then infiltrates two of the three magi, supercomputers, that control the base before Ritsuko is able to set up a firewall to slow its advance. Wow, so many words. Uh, the angel is trying to trigger the Nerve base's self-destruct, which requires a unanimous vote by all three supercomputers. Although Ritsuko's firewall slowed the advance of Uriel's infiltration, it is gradually taking over the last supercomputer. Ritsuko comes up with a scheme to use the angel's rapid adaptive ability against it and force it to evolve into a benign state, but must race to implement it before the angel gains control. Wow. <laughs> so many words. All right. What do you think? Well, I think that even though the angel is, like, not visually stunning in any way because it's just a bunch of dots, mm -hmm. it's very suspenseful. Oh, yeah. For being an episode that's just a computer screen saying error and, like, things going on and Ritsuko and just saying a bunch of random computer things, it's so suspenseful. Yeah. <laughs> It, it it sounds like it should be really boring. Yeah, but it isn't. But it's just, it, it isn't. It's weird. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. There's, like, all the aspects of the Magi, right? The mm -hmm. Bathysar, Casper, and Melakor. I have no clue which one's, like, which aspect of her, no? Like, which one's the woman, which one's the scientist, and which one's the mother. Yeah. Does it, it ever explain that? Uh, I don't remember... <laughs> I don't even remember hearing those names. That's cool. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, because it's Ritsuko's mom. Yeah, who's like basically is the Magi, which is kind of cool. What are your thoughts on this episode? I think having all the pods at the beginning doing the test and it gets shut down and they're kind of like inside, being protected, kind of like I don't know what's going on here. It's a good excuse not to have them to do anything. Yeah. Also, even if they didn't have that excuse. We still wouldn't have them do anything, which would have been a good enough excuse because it's a bunch of what, microorganisms. What could they do? What are they going to do against it? I think it was cool to see a... Get Ritsuko. their plug knives? Yeah. I think it was uh, cool to see a, a Ritsuko episode. Yeah. You know, and we got to see more of a character, which is nice. What would you rate this episode? I gave it a four. A four? I also gave it a four. <laughs> so that was episode 13, which also marks the halfway point in the series. Um... We'll be back for part two of our discussion of Neon Genesis Evangelion. Uh, continue with episode 14 to the end. Uh, we'll see you next time. We'll give you fan service next time.